Libertarians, lovers of the leaf, and all of you out there in radio and virtual land, tuning into another fine and exciting episode of Kiss My Asher Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister, and we are here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, enjoying a lovely day. And with me, of course, is all the always introverted, honest Abe. Introverted? Yeah. Mm, what? Mm, yeah, introverted. Interesting word. Aren't you more introverted yeah, than Abe? I know. <laughs> I was curious where that word came from. I right. was going, I thought it was opposite day, and I thought it was oh. going to be a funny joke. Oh. Good comeback. Yeah. It was opposite day. <laughs> so here I, I didn't know we were 10. That is so something my eight-year-old <laughs> would say to me. I was just thinking that. <laughs> there we go. And of course, the lovely Lady M. Good morning. Hi. Hi. I really, okay, I have a giant thing of Chick-fil-A in front of me, and I just want to indulge but i'm gonna not it's not it's not your chick-fil-a is the problem it's the panting and ranting dog mm-hmm. it smells the food <laughs> keeps running by, running by, have, he keeps running by my legs every few minutes we I get have, excited we have our mascot kingston in the house today sorry i am leaving from here to go on a weekend trip so he had to come is he going with you on the weekend trip yeah it's a dog party it's a dog party it's yep. a dog party no there, it is, is. there's like five dogs and five adults everyone brings their dog <laughs> She's like three acres out in the middle of nowhere, and they're just going to run. Where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. Dog party. This is what we're doing. Thank you. Kingston. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> yes, good job. Well done. Uh, we got a surprise guest on the show today. actually ran into somebody uh, last night who we found out was in town. And, uh, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, we're going to have him on the show later on today. That's so. what that was. Yes, yes, he just happened to be in town going through, and we ran into him today. I thought I, come on the I thought I dropped the ball. You guys are texting in the morning, like, "Hey, did anyone talk to him? Did he? Did he? Did he, did he? I'm like, "Wait, what? Since when? Yes, Who? he's uh, taking a trip to an undisclosed island further south. Yes, mm-hmm. very nice. Oh, yes. So it should be interesting to hear about that. Also, Tony and Carson Serino, founders and owners of Serino Cigar Company, will be here for our Meet Your Maker segment. And with August 8th having now come and gone, we thought it a good idea to have our old friend, executive director of the Cigar Rights of America, Glenn Loop. We'll be here. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't waste time. No. They were out in droves visiting yeah. cigar shops already. Yes, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on the show. Absolutely. So we'll get some insights from Glenn on what exactly has started to happen, how people are adjusting, and what this brave new world we're living in. I'm telling you, I think like. I think so many people out there are like, you know, this. this these laws and regulations are so absurd. No one's going to really follow them, right? No, they're going to. Man, let me tell you something. They started knocking on doors. August 9th. I yep. mean, didn't waste a minute. And not just locally. I mean, I've talked to people all over the country. It's pretty insane. Oh, yes. Speaking of people all over the country, special shout out to our good friends Paul and Jennifer Grow. Yes, Bruce Today City Cigar is Festival. the Bruce City Cigars Festival. We wanted to be there. It just didn't work out. Yeah, we had such a nice time last time yes. we went up there. So, And they have a new venue. I was really hoping to check it out I, this year. Yeah. But, you know, all the best to them. I hope they have a kick-ass event and they knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, they... they uh, I was reading their Facebook. They got Michael Giannini and Eric Espinosa and um, 
I think Glenn Case, they were doing a store presentation about how all this FDA stuff and how it's affecting all the stores. I'm sure it'll be a fascinating presentation. And knock it out of the park, guys. Best of luck. Yep. Bruce City Cigar Festival, it's a great time. And hopefully next year, if we're lucky, we'll get to go back. Absolutely. All right. Every week here on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to give great things away because... We're givers. We are givers. We are givers. Even though... <laughs> oh, that, that no one, that's, no one's going to get that joke, so I'm not even going to go there. Thank you. Finders, cutters, <laughs> thinking, he looked you, at me and just <laughs> says, never mind. Yeah, I'm thinking you in advance. It was probably yeah. a good call. It was probably it was a good call. <laughs> I and like two other people in the entire world might have gotten it, but uh, it, yeah, so we're not going to go there. Uh, last week, we gave away a fantastic prize. Uh, Donald Smith from Riverview, Florida. He was our winner of last week's cap- uh, last week's Olympic-themed meme. His is the best. Really? It's um. It says, started watching women's volleyball, and there's already been a wrist injury. I should be okay by Saturday, though. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, this week, our good friends over at Zyke are giving away a Turin G2 lighter and a can of butane, a $90 value. All you have to do is go to the Kiss My Ash Radio Facebook page and po- post a caption of a highly refined lady funneling a beer in a parking oh, yeah. lot. That's Interesting funny. photo. Mm. Yeah. The things you can find on that there internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, every week on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to ask you a question and get your answers on the recluse Kiss My Ash Radio poll of the week. Last week, we asked you, uh, what is your favorite part of the Summer Olympics since those started and are currently going on? You and- watching any of the Olympics? Absolutely not. Me too. Me, no, I haven't watched one. I haven't even watched Besides it. the Tonga Man, that's it. I, the Tonga you, you didn't even know. I know, what the Tonga I know. Man I had to Google Everybody's it. Everybody's talking about the guy from Tonga. I mean, it was like. The clock down the Tonga flag. John Oliver did this thing. It was hilarious. He showed like every. I'm talking about network anchors, women, mm-hmm. how they're all reaction to the video of the guy from Tonga when they came in during the opening ceremonies. They had this like 22, <laughs> probably 20 year old dude. Is that shirtless. the photo we used? Yes. yes. Oh, oh, that's where that came from. Yes. Okay. The guy so is Vaseline Dub. Yes. And these grown women are just like yeah, over on national television, like not even like holding back. No. It's so pathetic. Wow. But yeah, but yeah I, I just, I don't know, not into the Olympics. Well, the only time I've actually seen any of it is if I've been actually out in a bar or in other venues that actually has it on and yeah. just catch it in passing glances. I, I think the, like, yeah, I mean, I think I watched like maybe the opening ceremonies usually. Like, I remember the Beijing opening ceremonies. That was pretty. I don't think yeah, I've I really paid watched a, the opening yeah, ceremonies. That's it. I haven't paid you know, attention to the Olympics since I'm 1992 kind of, kind of in annoyed. Barcelona. Even, you know, Bravo. I watch Bravo. I watch the Housewives. They have been running the Olympics all day, every day. And they've been cutting into your housewife time? And I'm just like, no way. if I wanted to watch the Olympics, I would watch the Olympics on the news channels. Bravo, what are you doing to yeah. me? What are you trying to prove yeah. here? Well, Man. This is the giant that is yeah. NBC so Universal. So all of you voted in and said, N- with a big 44%, none of them, I hate the Olympics, yeah. was a big winner. Wow. Congratulations, all of you, for joining in and voting with me as well. <laughs> Taking the silver medal was team sports like basketball and soccer with 20% of the vote. And third place in the shameful, shameful bronze went to wrestling and weightlifting with 16%. Because weightlifting is so exciting to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, like that cling and jerk. A guy who looks like he's going to rip his rectum open. I pick things up and put them down. I don't understand it. So bad. I pick things up and put them down. Uh, also, swimming and diving at 12% and track and field at Wait, 8 Did anybody see the Korean? I think it was Korea. Did anybody see this? No. There, there was, I'm telling you, I don't know if these guys just got a free vacation or I, it was an Asian country. I, mm. I, I was watching a TV with no sound and I was watching the you know, previews. I mean, the, you know, the 
highlights. Yeah. These two guys went up and like did belly flops. Out now belly flops. Like didn't even tr- attempt to make like a real dive. Really? Oh like yeah. On purpose? I mean, it was so it funny. It was hilarious. I thought this was like a comedic sketch of the Olympics. But or somebody these, got in and like just kind of. These just are two up. Olympic divers. They went back to back. One guy completely. They're showing their faces in slow motion on the camera. It's hilarious, and they belly flop. And the best part is like then you know the first guy who did it's in the hot tub. The second guy after his like complete belly flop. Goes and they're high fiving each other in the hot tub. Like, they must what? have like wanted to sabotage their country. And do I, you know, that. I don't know. Or, How did they get? Or they in? didn't don't, have. Don't they have like trials for these they, things? Maybe they didn't have divers in that country. They said, "Hey, we might as well give two guys a vacation." So I mean, I'm just, just telling you. Yeah, it was hilarious. Google it. It's got. I'm gonna Google it during the break. It's yeah, yeah. Be, now I gotta have to watch. Oh, this. it's, oh, it's hilarious on YouTube. All right. Congrats to Pereira Migrante, who won a five-pack of Recluse Cigars. She participated in last week's poll. If you want to win a five-pack, just have to go to the Kiss My Ash Radio Facebook page and participate in this week's poll. It's back-to-school time, so this week's poll is a throwback. What is your best high school memory? A, prom. B, the big game. C, losing your virginity. D, graduation. There went went our periscope. Or E, what is high school? That would be interesting. That should be some interesting results to see going on there. Emily, you don't qualify. I was, I was, I was, I was waiting for you to say something. Uh, see, losing your virginity. Uh, but that happened in middle school. No, I'm kidding. That <laughs> was a joke. So bad. That was a joke. Ooh. That was a joke. Too soon? Hi. Too soon? Yeah, a little bit. All right. So make sure you check out the Kiss My Ass Radio Facebook page. Check out the Recluse KMA Poll of the Week and cast your vote. And don't forget to drop off a caption on this week's caption contest. And with that, it is uh, time this week. We have a really great show. Carson and uh, Tony from Sereno Cigars will be here for our Meet Your Maker segment. And before we go, last week, the industry lost a legend. True legend. True, true legend. Um, and it was, you know, we, he will be sorely missed in the industry. Uh, so we would like to take a moment of silence for Carlos Fuente Sr. May he rest in peace. The journey of Yarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Yarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Yarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Yarguera H. Upman. Experience Yarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit yarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars. And in 2014, the Siri V. Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. 
The Siri V Milano is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. This is a La Aurora issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican cigar factory is untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. And again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar. The Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1, for the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars, blending is in our DNA. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year. With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? It's your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. What do you mean? Wow, tough crowd. Here, try this recluse cigar. You're going to need all the help you can get. Don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Recluse. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. I think you should stick with that recluse cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game. And I know a little something about games. Boom. Ooh, that's cold. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister. We are here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida on a lovely Saturday. This is Kiss My Ash Radio. With me, of course, the always extrovertedly excitable Honest Abe. Extra what? What was the word you said after extra? Virgily? Uh, no. Excitable. No, there was a word somewhere in yes. there. Extra, extrovertedly excitable. Oh, extrovertedly. So I'm not, yeah. now I'm an extrovert instead of an I know. extrovert. I'm okay. trying to make you a paradigm of yourself. You have to work on your intros a little bit. You know what? If I, if, if you would like to do them, you can do them. I mean, I'll help you write them. I don't even really care. And of course, the lovely Lady M. Hi. <laughs> she got no voice. She's got no voice. No I sound. Know. It looks like it's going to rain, man. I, I hope it doesn't. I hope it does. My, really? Why? Because then I can go to the Because then I can go to the movies and I don't feel bad about it. Really? Yeah. Or if I just stay inside all day and just 
not do anything, it's great. Adam is the only guy that hopes for rain on a weekend. So he can watch a movie. Yeah. yeah. Let's rain on everybody else's parade like, so I can yeah, watch a I movie. No so rain. I don't feel bad about not doing anything all day. If it's nice out, then I have to go do stuff. I really have to meet your mom one day. We, weren't you here and she came in the shop? No, I must have missed it. You I, your mom. I, would, I wouldn't forget. I, I have to see who birthed this guy. I have to see where this came from. And that's what they say. Yeah. And with that, it's time for what we consider to be our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, Kiss My Asher Radio is pleased to welcome Tony Serrano, is the founder and owner of Serrano Cigar Company, based out of Pompano Beach. Along with his son Carson, the company just entered the super premium market. The Serrano Royale line is officially launched at the trade show just a couple of weeks ago. Gentlemen, welcome and thank you for being here today. Thank you. All right. You guys are literally in our backyard here. here. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Pompano yeah. Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Beach. Wow. So I heard, um, you know, you... you Pompano's just such an odd place to start a cigar company. How did that come about? Well, um... I mean, most of the guys are in Miami, Tampa, you know, Pompano Beach is like... Allendale. Yeah. Well, I like, to, I like to be close to home. Yeah? Yeah, I live in Coconut Creek, so... And you just launched right now, the first time at the IPCPR, your premium line, but you guys have been doing cigars before this. Yes, for 20 years. 20 we years? Op- we opened up in 1996, uh, and... If this is your first premium cigar line, what have you been doing for the twenty years? Well, we started out in we started out in the um, bundle business in nineteen ninety six, um, and we started producing uh, very high quality, um, low price bundled cigars. You, you were having them made. They were brands you own, or you were buying bundles and reselling them. Well, I partnered up with three different three different companies, um, Inter Cigar, Tobacco Ciabo, and um, and we have another partner that's in uh, Honduras too. And this is your son, Carson. Yep, Carson. So it's far. So what's it like yeah. working with pops? Uh, it's been good so far. Uh, you know, I grew up around it, so I've always really loved cigars and being in the industry and. Uh, Mainly wanted to enter the premium market and partner with some Nicaragua stuff. And How long have you been working with Pops? Um, well, I graduated college in 2014, um, which is right around the time we started with the Serena Royale line. Um, so about a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so primarily you guys have been, before the premium line, mm-hmm. making some interesting bundles. <laughs> yep. I'm looking at a couple of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, so, <laughs> bun, bundles. Well, you can show these on Periscope. <laughs> Do I call that? Uh, well, one's called Grace, Great Cigars. It looks like with a couple in the missionary position on the label. And the other one's uh, Cheap Ass Cigars. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, not bad looking cigars, actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, you ha- you've been having these made and you just sell them to retailers or you sell directly to the consumers? No, we sell only to licensed manufacturers. We're licensed in every licensed state. Retailers. Retailers, yeah. Yeah, got it. yeah just retailers. So, and, and, and so, what made you, after 20 years or 18 years or so, what made you delve into, hey, let's get into some now premium cigars? Well, we didn't just do bundles. We. Um, we made bundles probably for the first five years. Then we started into doing um, high, high, high-end, um, middle-price box cigars. 
like our Valuela line, got a 93 Scar Aficionado. And we have our Nino Vasquez Cascade, Nino Vasquez Cuban Stout. Um, have our Valuelo Medio Tempo. Have you been Have you been a member of the IPCR for years? Yes, yeah. okay. so I've been, been a member. You've been, been there selling bundles for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell us about your premium line that you just released. Well, the Serena Royale line. Um, you know, we've been searching for a factory to partner with to truly bring ultra premium cigars, and we partnered with the La Corona factory out of Esteli, Nicaragua. That's Omar Gonzalez Alamon. He uh, produces for two people, uh, Hiroshi Rabanya and us. Um, Have you met Hiroshi? Yeah. 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 He's got a whole lot going on, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm not His sure where he's at now. Where, where did he land? Uh, he's like, you know, I don't know. He's, they've been passing him around like a stepchild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're yeah. doing something new. We released a couple of things at the trade show. Who's mm-hmm. with now? Uh, Spencer, the guy who used to be with his rep beforehand, started his own distribution company, and now he's doing all of Hirochi's distribution. Oh, so mm-hmm. so he, he's gone from La Polina, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. It was the whole thing was pretty interesting. Yeah, Lopaline was a short stint, and then uh, I don't think they made a cigar with yeah. him, right? No, no, no. I never did. <laughs> I think I think uh, <laughs> Bill Paley just paid for his IPCPR trip that year, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hiroshi got a free trip to the IPCPR. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, that seems right online. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue tell us about this last week. Can I see the box? Yeah, absolutely. Nice looking box. Here you go. Yeah, tell us a little bit about and this. There's four different colors. We made four blends with four sizes for each. So we uh, opened up with 16 facings. Um, they're all different blends. We have a Connecticut, a medium blend called the Medio, which is a Bono Claro wrapper, and then uh, two different Maduros. And those are uh, two obscure wrappers that were uh, two-year-age wrappers, slow fermented, nothing over than 120 degrees in the balloons. And, uh, yeah, they are all color-coded to each different blend. And come in 20-count boxes. Another really unique feature about our cigars, uh, when we started, you know, about a year and a half ago, we really believe in pre-aging our cigars. So these were all from the 2014 production. Um, so and these the, cigars were actually rolled in 2014? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they got about two and a half years of age on them. Um, and then inside, the fillers are all Esteli and Jalapa, which is uh, five and a half to six year aged. And the reason we partnered with Omar, we've been searching to, you know, get in the super premium line, but he's totally vertically integrated. So, uh, you know, he grows his own tobacco. Sure. Uh, he seeds his own seeds and uh, he does all the fermenting in-house. And he's got about 24 rollers. And uh, okay. each, each roller only makes 100 cigars mm-hmm. per day. That's, that, that's extremely that's low. That's yeah. a very low number. Everything, can, is, can... everything is totally, totally handmade. There's right. no, no bunches. All right. We can totally delve more into that. We, have to, we are up against a break. So when we come back, we are going to have more with Tony and Carson from Sereno Cigar Company. When we come back, keep it lit. Taste in cigars, as in all things, is largely a matter of personal preference. Quality, on the other hand, can be held to measurable standards. The De Crossier brand embodies excellence, crafted using time-honored old-world traditions that date back to the 19th century. From the minute you light one of our fine cigars, you will savor what has been called by many the best-kept secret in the cigar industry. This message has been approved by Santana Diaz, candidate for 2016 Cigar of the Year. 
Congratulations, champ, on winning your exhibition fight. What are you going to do to celebrate? I'm going to smoke one of these amazing Leaf by Oscar cigars. You mean Leaf by Oscar? That's what I said, Leaf by Oscar. It's called Leaf by Oscar, and yes, they are amazing cigars. See, now you're making me mad. I just want to enjoy my Leaf by Oscar cigar, but you're making fun of me. It's called Leaf by Oscar. That's two knockouts. Now I get to smoke two Leaf by Oscar cigars. That's Leaf by Oscar. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella Cigars. Hey, cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution, CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. If getting healthy and in shape was easy, everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Supernatural fan? No. It's like a theme song from Supernatural. Uh, Okay. Once again, just checking. Hitting the classic. 
television theme song. Oh, here you go. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, who knows? But you usually, you and I have good TV references. I thought maybe you'd know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard of it, oh. but I don't think I've ever seen it. Such a good show. But uh, it's one of those things that happens. This is Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. With me, of course, the always television-ready Honest Abe. And television ready. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty good. And of course, right. the lovely Lady M. Yes, good morning. Hello. <laughs> Borrowing the mic. So sitting in the studio with us, we have Tony and Carson Serino from the Serino Cigar Company. Guys, once again, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks for having so us. So before we went to the break, you were ta- we were talking about the Serino Premium line, mm-hmm. and we had to take a hard break. Um, what were we... Basically, we're talking about how you are working with the La Corona and Omar Gonzalez Aleman, and that is you've been looking for a partner for a long time. And these cigars have now been aged since 2014, so they've got almost almost two years of age on them since you actually brought them to market. Mm-hmm. And you have four different lines, four different uh, four sizes in each, mm-hmm. so 16 total facings, and you've color coded each of the boxes differently. Now, 16 total facings to bring a new blind to market. Well, Obviously, I, yep. that normally wouldn't probably have been your idea. But with the FDA, you kind of had to do it. Yeah. Let's say you didn't have to worry about the FDA and the predicate date and having things mm-hmm. on the market prior to this past Monday. Would you have done it differently, and what would have been your plan? Yeah, probably so. Um, you know, I went to school for branding, mm-hmm. uh, marketing and branding, and uh, with the predicate date enforced upon us, I probably would have done two different Maduro or two Maduros in one line of Connecticut and then just a medium blend. But we loved all four of these blends so much, and they were all being aged from 2014. We really had to bring them all to market. There just wasn't enough time with, you know, with the dates upon us to get them all in before August 8th. I mean, if everything stays the way it is, are you guys mm-hmm. planning on doing the actual filing for these brands? Oh, yeah, yes. We already yeah. did. I've already, yeah. I've already filled out all the applications. Really? Yeah. yeah. Any idea on what the I'm fees all, or also, what, what the expected, expected fees yet, or they have no clue yet? No. No clue. No clue. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Everybody's got no clue right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. That's the weirdest or thing. it's like we were talking in the break. So, mm-hmm. hey, apparently we might not be able to do this, but can we not? Yeah, we are don't we know. Sure? It's crazy. There's a lot yeah. of gray. Uh, so interesting you mentioned that it's two Maduros. So mm-hmm. you've got the Maduro in here in a red box, and mm-hmm. the Maduro, I'm guessing, box. double X. Mm-hmm. It's the Crips and Bloods. Mm-hmm. Uh. It depends <laughs> which, which gang smoking it. <laughs> yeah, they're two completely different blends. Mm-hmm. The wrappers are the same. They're both the two-year-aged, uh, slow-fermented Oscuro wrappers. But uh, the fillers, you know, just the way they were worked, uh, the primings of them. The red definitely gives you it. Uh, a little more pop, a little less refined, a little more pepper. Uh, and then the black box is definitely a very refined smoke. That's why we named it the XX um, for the 20 years we've been in business. And it's really our keeper. It's our go-to, uh, the one that's been kind of cleaning up the social media reviews and uh, you know so forth. Now, but, Pops, you mentioned you want to stay close to home, one of the reasons why you go to Pompano. How often do you guys go down to the factory to oversee what's going on? Oh, three months, every yeah, three months. Every three, every three months, months you take yeah. a visit down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys actually, like, involved in blend? Because I mean, you've been doing this 20 years. Mm-hmm. You're relatively new, yeah. Carson. Are, are you guys actually involved in the knowledge and the blending of the tobacco? Or does he make you five or six cigars and you yeah. sit there and you smoke? I mean, that's the way we do it a lot yeah. of times mm-hmm. when we work with manufacturers. They just no, they make us six cigars mm-hmm. we smoke them. We say, well, like, this one the best, but it needs a little something, mm-hmm. and they'll... Go yeah. back mm-hmm. and we also don't five. have time to go to Nicaragua. Yeah, exactly, really. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Our blend, our master blenders, they make the blends, and we sit and smoke and talk about them, and we we take a while. I mean, this yeah. took 
Uh, we started uh, we started this in November, mm-hmm. and decided on the blends in November. Mm-hmm. November is when we decided on the blends. Mm-hmm. Now, how how many how many shops will this cigar be going into? Right now, we're in about thirty nine to forty two. Okay. Um, after the IPCPR, which was our release, the only sure. thing we had before that was just samples to give away to people until right. we had the full production in. Um, so we had about three or four shops pre ICPR. So. We had pretty good growth, right, just from the show. No, we're, we're actually over 50 now. Pop, Pops watches the money, man. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's going on. So with that being said, I mean, you just brought it out. How many did you did you originally bring in on your initial shipment? Just to 10,000 10, boxes. Of each? No. No. No, split between split. 16 uh, okay. SKUs. All right, 10,000 mm-hmm. between the 16 SKUs. So that's, mm-hmm. st- that's still not a lot of initial mm-hmm. production. Mm-mm. Now, and because you've been sitting on it for so long, how many do you have still backstocked? Omar's keep, been he, keeping since, up since with it. November, he started, he started making new cigars for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. New production of, this, of these lines. Yeah. Yeah. Of these blends, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. But the, and, and we might also but the plan change is, some of the sizes. But the, which, plan, the plan isn't for, these cigar, for this, the whole line to be aged two years prior to... Yes. It is. Right? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, because... I've been sitting on a lot of cigars for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he believes yeah. in. Yeah. He won't sell a cigar before, before it's time. Not to bash... It's be really aggravating if you're a new cigar manufacturer wanting to get in the business. Yeah. <laughs> i got to wait two years well, before he's, you sell something. He, I don't he is not a new cigar manufacturer. No, I mean, like, if you were, like, a, a brand owner, that you mm-hmm. go to him, like, I wanted to get in the... Like, I mean, let's face it, mm-hmm. up until... <laughs> a couple weeks ago, everybody was getting the cigar business. But, but he mm-hmm. does make cigars every single day and keeps them on the shelf. So even if, if I wanted to have a brand to release next year, he might walk me into a room yes. and say, well, all mm-hmm. these brands are ready to that's see you. What he, that's really? what he did with oh, us. That's interesting. That's, oh. what, that's what he did that's with That's really us. interesting. That is definitely And remember, o- Omar worked for 50 years for La Corona in, in, in Cuba. And he's the one that developed... Um, Romeo y Julieta, Cuaba, Por La Ranja. Uh, Monte and then Cristo. not all the Monte Cristos. Monte Cristos down in Cuba is kind of spread out everywhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you, some Hoyo of the Monterey, mm-hmm. yeah, Cuaba. So that's kind of where he got his rising, and he wanted to have his own farms, which is a little bit uh, harder. How did he get out of Cuba? They gave him. He he was very good friends with the Cuban government. He had permission to go, mm-hmm. and they also gave him permission to use the name La Corona. Wow, mm-hmm. La Corona Esteli, mm-hmm. La Corona Cuba. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If you take you a look read. at the bottom of the box. Now, I remember. I knew we had a point before break, and we didn't get back to it. Very interesting fact mm-hmm. you mentioned. Your rollers only make 100 cigars per day. Mm-hmm. Right. That's about, I believe, close to maybe half of what a normal mm-hmm. cigar yes, roller yeah. would produce. Why, That's because why, they're to- why so little? Because they're totally handmade. There's no and, bunches used. And well, they're all know. level nine. No, no, but even totally handmade cigars. Mm-hmm. I think rollers in a factory are about 200 cigars a day. It's mainly because of the process. We use an entubado rolling process, which is the most difficult and uh, complicated process of rolling to do. So, uh, so instead of bunching the tobacco in the yeah. filler, they make... Tubes. It's a it's a yeah, complete fold yeah. right into each other, you know. So doing that process is more time consuming and tedious, but it really shows in the quality of the smoke that it produces. What's um, the retail price on these cigars? From ten to twelve. Well, that's why you got a hundred cigars a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all right, so I picked up the blue box now, mm-hmm. and. You're calling this a petite sublime. Mm-hmm. That is not one of those particular sizes you see a lot of, and it's a five and three, 
55 and 75, 54. So, I mean, it's a little more than a standard Robusto, but um, mm-hmm. this looks more almost Connecticut-ish, more Habano than, mm-hmm. say, like something else. What is the uh, overall blend here in this one? That is a Habano Claro wrapper, which is a very unique wrapper because it's very medium-bodied, um, and that's one that we really wanted to hit a certain market with. Uh, medium blend through and through. It doesn't really waver to low body. It doesn't really get too strong or have a huge nicotine kick on the back third. It's uh, it's just really medium body through and through. It's something a novice smoker could be like, wow, this isn't going to kick my ass. Um, but that's one of those. That's one of those. Okay, it's okay. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. And it's, it's something that, that an right. experienced cigar smoker can be like, "Wow, this is still very flavorful. Something I can still have at the end of the at the end of the night, and uh, you know, really enjoy it." So fascinating. All right. So definitely, you've tried to hit the entire market scope because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you've got a white box Connecticut, definitely with a blue box medium, mm-hmm. a red more full, and then of course what you're referring to as the triple X double full mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So our, Conne- I our Connecticut box is as a Connecticut that's not light like, to not, medium, none other mm-hmm. that you've smoked. What? Why? What makes it different? It's just a certain blend. It's um, it's not mild. And we call it mild to medium, but it's closer to the medium, closer to the medium side. It's got a little more like white pepper on the retro hill. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's got that jalapa binder. Jalapa binders are kind of known for having a little bit more spice to them. Um, all of these have jalapa, but they kind of blend better with a Maduro wrapper. But when you put it on a Connecticut wrapper, it's going to have that creaminess, that vanilla on because of the fillers they blended it in with. And then also from the wrapper, but then that jalapa binder kind of gives it a nice little, nice little kick to it too. Interesting. So let me mm-hmm. ask them, what's it like working with pops? Um, it's good. I, I worked with my father yeah. for five years. That's why I'm yeah. asking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then no. I moved to Florida. <laughs> it's it's all over the place, but at the end of the day, it's really great. Um, you know, I grew up around this, and I became very passionate about cigars growing up, and uh, you know, mainly on like marketing and branding, we we work together. Um, we butt heads butt on heads a, little a little bit, bit on that kind of stuff because um, my you're ba- old school my and he's new school. My background yeah. is marketing, also. Yeah, yeah, but like like a half a century ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's the next generation. Yeah, because you know, yeah, right. in, in this industry, I think more than ever, you see really there's got to be tons of father and son oh, yeah. working together. Oh, yeah, whether like it's on the, else, whether yeah. it's on the manufacturer side, on the retailer mm-hmm. side, with even Ashton. just entire families all together. Yeah, I mean, it's just even Omar. There's Luis Gonzalez, which is when I started becoming really passionate with all this stuff and want to learn more about the process, like the intuba and uh, tubado rolling and everything. Luis is the one who talks to me about it, which is Omar's son. Wow. Yeah. So now, did you did you want him going into the business, Tony? Yes, I you want. Really did. I, I, well, I have this business, and I'm getting older, and I wanted somebody to, to leave it to. Um, my my uh, main job in the company is importing. I've been importing for 20 years, and I import for many, many major manufacturers. Most of the cigars that, sm- that smoke, and most of the retail stores, I've imported. I import a million cigars a month. Well, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Holy cow. Which, interesting, he brought up importing. 
Yeah, so, I mean, so how, I, how's that affect yeah, because so, well, so, I, well, I mean, uh, so I have to know all the FDA. I need to know all well, the I FDA mean, laws. Yeah. It, we've been everyone's been reading this week, and it's been out there a few times that the import business has been the one that's actually faced the greatest crises at this time. It's not, it's not really. It's, it's they, not crisis. They, well, I mean, no, they, 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 they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> that because you just have to do what the FDA requires you to do and before this it was the usda mm-hmm. it's the same rules as the U- usda we had to submit remember when we had when we had the usda tax sure that's chip no not the s chip is, is from the government right we had a sda how far back are you going two years oh i didn't even know about that one two years yeah, yeah. and that was about uh depending on they have a pie they have a budget that they have to spend then you send in your 7501s from the from customs. They they take a year's worth of 7501s. The 7501s show exactly every entry, every every quantity of every cigar. Yeah, you how many cigars in. you bought in? Right, and every manufacturer importer has to do the same. So whoever brings in the most, they pay a little bit more. They, uh, they take it's that, based they on take that budget. Is it based on value or just quantity? No, it's ba- it's based on quantity. Wow. It's Whoa. based on quantity. So if they so have guys a, like Davidoff are getting away with if, murder. If, mm-hmm. No, no, no. They pay more. If you have a fifty million dollar budget, okay, and I bring in twelve million cigars a year, and Davidoff brings in fifty million cigars a year, okay, he's going to pay more because he brought in a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah. Okay. But it's, I understand. But also the reason why I said it is, look, he he pays he pays more. But it's not based on value. They're also wholesaling a large percentage of cigars. What these other cigars are retailing for? Yeah. Well, this is called this is called an FDA user fee, right. and it used to be called a USDA fee. And the I called. Uh, um, uh, we have, we became over the last twenty years. We became very good friends with um, people at the USDA because we have to fill out our forms every month. You know, I got to be honest with everybody we've talked to in the last month. You seem to be the most common, least concerned person <laughs> of what's going on that I've talked to. Because I don't think it's going to be as bad as everybody thinks. I, my background, I grew up in, in Boston, and we had, uh, I helped my father and, and whole family create a, a factory called Serino's Italian Frozen Foods. Oh. And we were USDA inspected and FDA inspected. So you've been dealing and with those guys forever. Forever. And, and we've been, for food, to... Um, well, sample, I, I, this to, is a very interesting thing. We are really t- tied up on sure. there. We've gone a little long, but hey, we're going to come back, and when we do, more with Tony and Carson from Serino Cigars. Keep it lit. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Zycar for life. 
You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Swag Cigars. Offering a cigar for you. From the medium-bodied Swag Puro Dominicano, the full-bodied Swag Black, and now the new Swag Round Connecticut with a flavor profile not usually found in milder blends. The flavor profile takes you from creamy smoothness to a place no other milder cigar has ventured. Available in full grade sizes, shipping to stores near you in August 2015, and priced right. Boutique Blend Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. Getting healthy and in shape was easy. Everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. To affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Caldwell Cigar Company is a proud sponsor of Kiss My Ash Radio. Make sure you try all of Caldwell's lines, including Long Live the King, Blind Man's Bluff, and Eastern Standard, which were all awarded 91 ratings by Cigar Affectionado and Cigar Snob. Do not forget the 93-rated King is Dead, which earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year last year by Cigar Affectionado. You can find more information by following Caldwell Cigar Company on Facebook. If you're not running with us, run from us. We own the night. Caldwell Cigar Company. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Uh, Emily's not, you know what to show him? I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. I'll True be blood. Oh, oh. I got you? this. No, no, my sister was obsessed with the show. Oh, okay. It, it, it's a show that really kind of started out good and then kind of jumped the shark. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I never got. I never got past. Uh, yeah, well, obviously. Yes, of course. You do the Fonz. The Fonz. Well, not to mention they also brought it back in Arrested Development during season three challenge. of Arrested Development. Yes, exactly. They had uh, Henry Winkler jump over a Can shark really? on a dock. <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah, and it was like one of those That's things. Funny. That's funny. It's one of those. Yeah, they put that in there. It was one it's, of those. It's great funny because you know I, I use that phrase a lot. But mm-hmm. 
very few people ever catch that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, if you're a big TV person, you often get it because that's always the thing people say. When is the show Jump the that Shark? That show Jump the Shark. Tyrant? You watch Tyrant at all? Uh, no. Tyrant? Jump the Shark. Yep. First season's great. Second season's good. Now it's just completely stupid. Ugh. Just lost it. That's they killed true. off. They killed off the most interesting character in the whole show. See, you can't the, do the, that. The, the crazy tyrant guy. He's, but, of course, he's going to be the most interesting character. But in the therein whole show. lies the problem. Is nowadays you have to try and do something drastic, otherwise people won't be around. It's the post Breaking Bad era. Well, if you anybody who you think might be safe can't be safe. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I was still shocked when they killed Ned Stark in season one of Game of Thrones. Like, how could you kill that guy? Yep. You know, right? Yep. I'm still in shock. How, how does that it's, happen? It's, I, I even Sean as the blade Bean. was coming down, yeah. I didn't believe yeah. he was going to die. Yep. It's Sean Bean. He dies in everything. He does die in everything. That's but, the problem. You Whenever know. you see Sean Bean, he's going to die. I think, was, <laughs> I think that was the first time I had like real TV shock. Like, what? You killed him? Are you kidding me? The first season. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I was like, "What the heck?" It's the first season. What's going to happen? The next killed season, the main so. guy of the show. The first season. All right, yeah. This is Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Adam K, the Brewmeister, with me, of course, Honest Abe and the lovely Lady M, and we are here near the end of our Meter Maker segment with Tony and Carson Serino from Serino Cigars. Before we went to break, we were deeply diving into the FDA and importing. Actually, we got a good point during the break that I kind of want to bring up okay. too. Okay, yes. um, because you know, obviously, Tony, he, like I said, you're one of the only people I think that we've talked to in the last. 60 days, who's really got this calm, collective attitude, and a lot of it is you do have a lot of post-2007 brands, but a point you made is, you know, you, you, you've come from the food industry previously with your family business About growing 20, up. 20 years. Yeah, then, that's then, a long time. Then I moved down here, and my claim to fame was I opened up the first video franchise in the United States. Video franchise? Video uh, rental franchise, and then became... Part of Blockbuster. No, oh, really? I opened up 4,000 stores. Really? 4,000 Blockbusters? Yes. Yeah, so I helped in the promotion with the marketing managers to do the grand openings for 4,000 stores. And, wow. And I did the promotions for all of Wayne's uh, companies. That would be Wayne Isinger. Yeah, Wayne Heitzinger. Oh, wow. Did Blockbuster Music with uh, Richard Branson. Got to meet him. What happened? What, I mean, what happened? Did they, did they just not see Netflix coming and react? Oh, no, 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 no. They all knew all, all that. that um, Sumner, Redstone, who, Sumner Redstone, who was going to be partners with Wayne, who bought him out, um, he, he knew that, he, but he controls all of that. And um, he knew what time he was going to do that, and he knew he had, he had about, you know, five to seven years of good good rental business. He knew the demise was within the horizon already. Yeah, he, he knew. They all knew. And Wayne got out right at the right time, and then he opened up AutoNation. I, I assisted in all the promotions for that. I, I assisted in Republic Industries oh. and the, the, the promotion of the Florida Mounds, the... the Florida Panthers and the Dolphins. I worked with Wayne with all You've been a very projects. busy guy, Tony. Yeah. You know what I hear the most about Blockbuster? It cost me $40 to rent every movie. Because <laughs> you, you always can't... forgot to return them? Absolutely. Sat yeah. in my car like for three weeks. I got your back. It cost me $40. It's similar with me and Netflix. Bro. 20 days pass, and then I get that 1999 charge, and I forget to go well, drop it off. Well, Netflix you pay the same every month no matter what? Oh, not Netflix, Redbox. Oh, okay. Redbox. I was say, yeah, 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 yeah. Netflix, yeah. yeah. That's what I liked yeah. about Netflix. There was yeah. no late fee. Yeah. You know, the sooner you return your movies, the sooner you got your next ones mm-hmm. when I signed up originally. But I'm telling you, $40 average. What I started doing when I went to Blockbusters, I stopped renting. I would just go through the bin and buy the 9 and $12 movies and just buy them because mm-hmm. I factored in that it would be way cheaper than renting the movie. Mm-hmm. But, well, well, in 1970, when I moved down here, I opened up the first video franchise called Mr. Movie. 
I started with five stores, ended up with 105. Wow. And at that time, you bought a movie for $75, and you could trade it for 10 No. And that's pre, well. That's also pre VCR. That's even pre Betamax. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Pre VCR, pre Betamax. What are you watching a movie on? What did we watch? Them? No, the, no. That's the VCR, when they came out. Pre VCR. What's the matter? Yeah, yeah VCR 19, was like the, 1978 when I came down here, and the VCR was. Well, he out. Said, I think, okay, I thought you said 71. No, I moved oh. down here in the 70s. Uh, but it's like I came down okay. here in the 70s because I I got into a really bad motorcycle accident up in Boston. Mm-hmm. I spent two or three years in rehab, then came came down here, relaxed a while, and opened up uh, video stores. Okay, right as the v- VCR and the beat out the Betamax right. and was starting to come onto the scene. Okay, there we go. Now that's making a little more All sense. Right. I was like, wait. Did, 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 were you a fan of the Betamax? I had a Betamax. Did you have a Betamax? Beta we all that, had Betamax. I, I, was, I, was I had a Betamax. Yeah. It was we, we before I was born. Did, did you see the demise of it, or did you think it was going to be around? Because everybody thought, like, you know, Betamax was... Well, we, we saw... We saw <laughs> <laughs> it's like 8-track. Don't worry about yeah. it. No, we saw, we saw a lot of changes from the Beta to the VHS, and then from the VHS, they, the went, to the, they went to the big big 12, DVDs. 12 ounce. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. remember those. The, the original DVDs was like an uh, LP. It was yeah, like an it was album. like an LP. Yeah. I still, I, I Laser discs. Holy cow, yeah. I collected them. I still have my player. That's, wow. why, that's, why, that's why most young people know, don't know today. That's why they call them compact discs. Yeah, compact discs. Because the big discs. ones were like yeah. the size well, of an yeah, album. Exactly. Oh, I forgot. All, that was very short-lived. Yeah, that Those must have been out like a year, year and a half, yeah. not uh-huh. even two years. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. All right. I have to thank you, Tony. Carson, thank you guys for being here for telling yeah. us all about your brand, taking us down a... Epic story from, you know, all through time. It's been very interesting. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, SerenoCigars.com. All right. Make sure you check it out. Get more information there. Next up, Glenn Loop and all kinds of great stuff. Keep it lit. Palm Beach's hottest party and best value at Spearmint Rhino and Okeechobee and Military Trail. It's the Vegas party scene and entertainment at local prices. When's the last time you've been to the Rhino? Friendliest staff and service with awesome specials. Like $2 Ucala, including Grey Goose, Crown Royal, and even import beer. The Spearmint Rhino, where the real party happens. Don't forget about $10 Tuesdays and Friday Power Hour. Free well drinks from 5 to 6 p.m. Palm Beach's best value at the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club. I smoke Padilla. Hear me roar. Living in this land of political freedom, Ernesto and Carlos Padilla, the sons of the lion-hearted writer and poet Alberto Padilla, once imprisoned by the Castro government and whose forefathers grew tobacco in our beloved Cuba, are proudly blending cigars that continue the magnificent Cuban traditions of cigar making. Visit your local tobacconist and ask for the unique smoking experience that is Padilla. One puff of Padilla and you'll roar too. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister, and we are here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, on a lovely Saturday. With me, of course, the man, the mountain himself, Honest Dave. The man, you've got the myth. 
Man, the myth, the mountain. Yes, the myth always goes with man and mountain, dude. All right. What's the matter with you? I haven't had enough coffee. We're going to have, like, intro classes next week. Like, we need to, like, write, like, a bunch of intros out. Right? Just, like, let them pick one. Cool like, one. You know, like, okay, Listen, this week. We'll even put them on a spinner for him. He yeah, can spin, he which spin the gonna, wheel. Exactly. He can spin which one he's going to use. Colin, just get me a book of adjectives, <laughs> and I'll just pick from there. We'll go I, from there. I tell you what, what you know, sometimes, especially when we've had somebody we've never had on before and I've never even met before, um, I'm always worried about the interview. Those guys are such nice guys. I know. Really nice guys, yeah. you know? I mean, Tony was a little nervous, but we loosened him up a little bit, okay. you know? But, um, Great what, story. What a history, history yeah. yeah. Exactly. God, you know, it made me feel real old talking about laser discs and stuff. Could you imagine? The I, don't, I don't remember laser discs. No, you don't remember. VHS, you, yeah. You were like six when they were, you were like well, four la- when they laser, came out, and they died in like 92. Laser discs came out after VHS. Mm-hmm. So if you remember VHS, you should, you were around during, well, she remembers VHS because VHS was still around many years after the yeah. laser disc came out. I forgot about that. That's right. right. Uh, of course, the lovely lady M is here with us, and we have a special guest special all guest. the way from North Carolina. We ran Carolina. into him last night. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Sit down. Cigar Coop, Will Coop. Welcome, Good buddy. morning, everybody. Thanks for having me here. What's up, Coop? Hey, man. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I'm actually in the studio for the first time here. Nice. Yeah. Another TV reference. I made that joke the last time he was on, too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened to the music? <laughs> what to my music? Where's my music? Right. <laughs> no, not prepared? No, not prepared. Apparently not. So, yes. just curious. Are you familiar with this brand? Yeah. Yeah. I have. You yeah. smoked it before. I've smoked them, yeah. We actually now, uh, we actually would had the first story on this. Where did you see Well, we actually... Uh, di- Carson actually was kind enough to give us the first release of the news on their line. Really? Yes, back in May. Did, how did you know them, or did you just pick you? They 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 reached out to us, and uh, you know we've covered a lot of stuff coming out of La Corona with obviously HR, so like, we were familiar with it. Um, and I've been impressed. I've smoked the whole line so far. Really? Yeah. Wow, it's coming from you. That's a testament. Yeah. In fact, the Maduro, um, the Maduro and the Maduro XX are my two favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Very. You heard it here. From the Coop himself. So, Coop, we all just got back from the trade show, which was an utter crazy abomination of brand after brand after brand coming in. I feel sorry for anybody who actually wanted to write it. All right, this is getting out of control. Okay, this is is going crazy, and I've lost my head. Get him out of here. He's got to go. So that's uh, what happens guys. when you bring. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens Are we when on you the bring. End? Yeah, we're still All there, right. and now I'm just trying to talk. But now the thing is getting back <laughs> plugged in and figuring out where everything went. This is not power. Power No, I know it was an accident, okay. but it was an obvious one that was going to happen. Yes. Hey, yo, what's up? What's my theme music? <laughs> yes. Good job, Colin. Way to go. Oh, sorry. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> We're back in there. So, before we were erroneously interrupted, we <laughs> it, were... It wasn't me. <laughs> before our communication tower got taken down. He he jumped up and pulled my mic and then pulled the rest of the equipment. Sorry. It's okay. There you go. Okay. Just, no problem. No, you just want to freak out at me. You made me want to cry. You just made me feel bad. <laughs> no, you just... Which, audio moment. Audio head. moment. Audio moment. Hold on. Attention, Come on. attention, Lady M is about to cry. Come on, audio Then there's movie. a sale on eggs. <laughs> Adam doesn't care. Doesn't. Shocked, I tell you. Don't cry. I'm just shaking my no, head. I feel like you're like your dad, like yelling at me. Get him out, eggs. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. That was my next uh, ask. <laughs> Are you going to be okay, Lady M? I am. Okay. My kid disappoints, you know. Does he's <laughs> my like kid. my child? Like, embarrass me. <laughs> Listen, if you think that's gonna embarrass you, wait till you really have kids. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get him out. I knew this was a bad idea. It was. I knew it. When he oh, I had in. to bring him, though. I, I know, but we, we talked about You said you were going to put him in there. And he barks. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> we see the whole community. We see the whole communication cluster. The whole communication cluster. All the headsets go away. Off the yeah. table. <laughs> so I'm still talking, but I couldn't hear myself, and that's where the fun goes. All right. That's funny. Uh, okay, Coop. Before the craziness Sorry. happened, we were talking about the trade show, and anybody who obviously Abe was saying anybody who tried to write about it, where do you even start? Yeah. Post IPCPR. What are your thoughts? Are you even writing anything about the? I mean, basically, I just call them predicate brands that were just released, you know, just to be out there. Um, you mean the stealth cigars? Yeah, I mean, all this stuff is being shipped all over the country. Yeah, or yeah the, you know. the story is of what wasn't on display at the show. Today. Yeah. That's more of the story. <laughs> yeah. and, and the thing is, some of the stuff that's going out is legit, and some of it isn't. So I'm not investing a lot of cycles right now in that stuff because there was a lot of legitimate stuff that wasn't available at the show. Cl- just to clarify, what you're using to define legit and not legit is being in real production now, being sold immediately, as to being shipped to stores to be eventually made down the road. Correct. Okay. Correct. And I'm not going to name names on that. No, I just want to make sure our yeah. listeners knew what you meant by legit. Yeah. I mean, they're all legit brands being made by the manufacturer. Right, but some were more ready than others. Let's put it like that. Some were what? Some were more ready than others. Some were more ready than others, yes. I think, I mean, do you think this is a good thing for the industry? Because I... I don't think there's anything good in selling a cigar and not marketing it per se. You know, putting the marketing behind it. But you know, you have to understand. They got to put it out. Yeah, I mean, I I personally got called by eighty percent of the industry. I could help them with taking product brands. You know, everything is in such a a state of limbo that manufacturers have to hedge their bets. Because I I was just talking about this with Tony, Mm -hmm. which we really didn't get into during the show. But one of the things, you know, and I don't know if you were listening out there when I was talking to him, but we talked about it during the break, so our listeners didn't get to hear it. He's got this comfy, cozy feeling about the FDA because he has dealt personally with the FDA and the USDA for years because he comes from the food industry and, and prior. So I had to kind of really explain to him. I said, look, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's nice that you have this great experience with the you know, FDA and the, and the USDA, but... They are not anti-food. Correct. You've been dealing with them in a medium that they really have no problem with. And they probably like. Yeah, yeah. And they probably eat. Yeah, they definitely eat. They so, eat. <laughs> but now you're going to be dealing with them as an organization who's anti-cigars. Right. right? And who are not doing their, their, their job, which is supposed to be to protect the public, right? Look out for the interest of the public, which is when they're making sure that the food doesn't have, you know, rat poo in it and, you know, animal organ parts that's not supposed to be in it. They're doing their job. They're not doing their job now in the cigar industry. They just really want to hurt the industry. Mm. They're, they're not protecting anybody from anything in the cigar industry. How, how do you – I just when I heard Tony saying he didn't – he still doesn't know what these fees are and he filed for it. And that's an amazing – I mean, <sighs> I, you're right. You're, you're right on that. So, so with all this uncertainty, these manufacturers don't know. And, and look, if you walk into your retail shop and a lot of our listeners out there, this is going to happen in the next – now and probably for the next – month or so, you're going to see brands on the shelf that you never heard of, made by some of your favorite manufacturers, <laughs> because what these manufacturers have done was rushed, and, and, and t- you know what really shocked me about Tony, and I, I'm not 100% because I've heard so many different stories, and maybe when Glenn comes on later, we can be definitive about this, but you know, he's not even too sure, he's not correct in what he believes, the way I understand the way the FDA is going to work is 
any brand that was in, first of all, if you're in commerce in February 2007, you're exempt. You're grandfathered in. You don't have to do nothing. All right. those brands are still going to operate like nothing ever happened. Anything between February 2007 and the August 8th deadline that just passed, you'll be able to sell your prayers. They're not going to stop you, but they want you to file. Right. You have to go through the f- process, and he didn't know this. You have to go through the process of filling out the paperwork and filing it, and you got 24 months to do that. And once that's filed, you have 12 months which it needs to get approved. And if it's not approved in that 12 months, all that product's got to come off the shelf. Okay? Anything after August 8th has to go through the full process, not just filing the paperwork, but actually going through the FDA testing, of which they don't know how they're going to test, yes. what they're going to test, right. what the, the machines that they're using for testing. I don't even think it's going to be Or even who? So stupid. So what a lot of these manufacturers every did. Every brand. They have to test every. Well, my, my, my take, and I was just explaining this to him, and he didn't get it, is I don't think there'll be a, ever a new brand after now. Right. Anything that hasn't been in the market prior to 8th, I don't think you're going to make any new brands. Because what's going to happen is even the companies that can afford to pay the user fees and pay go through the whole process, well, when you spend all that money and you invest it, what are you going to do when the FDA comes back and says, no, we're sorry, it hasn't passed? Yep. Right. Because they don't know what they're testing for. Right. right. What are they yeah. testing? And it hasn't passed. Who's going to go up and, and batter up again? Exactly. It's going to be insane because how much of an oxymoron is it for the FDA to say, well, we're here to regulate tobacco because it's not good for you, but this brand is okay. It's good for you. Yeah. Right? Right. So, you know, in defense of the manufacturers, they had to get these brands out there. So there are stuff that's sitting on the shelf that... They may have only made 100 boxes, sent them to a couple of retailer friends. They're sitting on shelves. When you see stuff, you go, oh, what's this? Don't be shocked if three weeks later it's not there anymore. Right. And you're not going to see it till who knows when. Yep. Well, who knows when. You know, but, or ever. You know, I, I can't fault them because they're just, I mean, they're trying to hedge it. Because I'll be honest with you, if it's not for all that stuff that's come out, the stealth stuff you're talking about, my guess is you'll never have another new brand. Well, I think for the next two years, you're going to see... Cigars, new stuff you haven't seen. They'll be staggered out. You'll still see limited editions because some of this stuff's going to be limited. They can't give it to everybody. So for, for, there's this notion that there's going to be no more limited editions. Well, as, as well. I think we'll have to change the definition of limited edition. Right. But it will be limited maybe to a, a retailer or a select group of retailers. How do you make a limited edition post-2008? It, it's just not limited. It's limited quantity. Limited quantity. Right. Like – it's only going to we're only going to be able to make the brand's already out the, though, but the brand out, has to be out. out. Right. The brand has to be pre-existing. You mean? So let's say company X Y Z makes the uh, the plaid label cigar. Okay, the plaid label cigar. Um, they they're not they, they're going to give it to everybody. Maybe it'll say okay, all the retailers in Florida get the plaid label Why? cigar. I'm not I'm not I'm not understanding your point here. I'm missing something. Because there's not enough. Because no. it's the idea they can keep the notion of limited going. They won't be able to, William. At least for now. At least for now, they can keep it For the going. next two years? For the next two years, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, yeah. for the next two years, you can do whatever you want yeah. because basically you got a two-year window, which is going to be Wild West Cowboys. Right. I mean, yeah. You can sell whatever you want for the next two years. Because the idea is if you, you know, if someone says, hey, we still got this limited edition, it's kind of built-in marketing right Wait, there. Wait, come out. Well, Back right. it up. I just said something that was incorrect. I need to correct myself. You will not be able to come out with any limited edition. And even in the next two years, it wasn't in the market prior to Right, I'm talking, I'm talking yeah. about the stuff that's already been planted in the market. When it right. kind of gets promoted, it may be sold as a limited, maybe to the state of Florida I, or something you know, like that. Here's the problem now. With the amount of fees and costs, you go to break, you keep pointing yeah, at me. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I know this is, a, this is a soapbox and a tangent that we could definitely go on for forever about. And when we come back, we're going to have more with Coop and Glenn Loop, Executive Director of the CRA. Keep it lit. 
Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky shade-grown habanero wrapper from the legendary Jalapeno Valley. Produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-body cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano cigars by A.J. Fernandez. 25 years of excellence in the cigar industry has allowed Nestor Miranda and Miami Cigar to become household names. Going into their 26th year, they celebrate by rebranding one of their cornerstone lines, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Innovation in design and style makes NMC one of the most modern brands on the market today. Three different wrappers allow for this line to be an anytime smoke. Ecuadorian Connecticut for the morning, Nicaraguan Habano just after lunch, and a broadleaf Maduro for your nightcap. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The A. Flores signature cigar brands out of the PDR Cigar Factory in the Dominican Republic are a must-have for every cigar connoisseur. Whether you smoke the A. Flores Ceri Privada, the AFR 75 Edmundo, or the Flores E. Rodriguez 10th Anniversary Reserva Limitada, you will find yourself experiencing truly unique cigars that set new standards for superior construction, smooth draws, and flavor complexity. Visit your nearest tobacconist and ask for the fine cigars of A. Flores, the hottest boutique cigar maker in the industry. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Long ago, in a remote valley, seeds were planted by workers of simple means. But only... Enough already, we get it. Hello, everyone. I'm Fred Rui from Nomad Cigar Company. Here's the deal. I didn't cross borders with tobacco seeds hidden in my pockets. I'm not a 43rd generation tobacco grower. Heck, 15 years ago, I never would have even seen myself spending months at a time abroad searching out tobacco and blending great cigars. So how did Nomad Cigar Company grow so fast and get such great reviews? It's simple. I spend months at a time abroad in factories and fields learning all I can to make a great cigar. I don't cut corners when it comes to the quality of tobacco, and I genuinely appreciate those that purchase my cigars. That's it. So the next time you purchase some cigars, reach for a Nomad cigar. Not because I'm all about history and tradition. We all are. But because Nomad is about quality and commitment to you. See you soon. The standard of which all cigars would be held against going forward. 
Welcome back to Kiss My Ass Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I'm so glad there's video evidence of that. Because <laughs> no one would ever Friday, believe me. I'm in love. Yes, no one would ever believe me that that just happened. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Adam Gay, the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the dance alicious Honest Abe. Hey, man, you gotta bust a move every now and then. And, of course, the lovely Lady M. Hello. St- being stable. And yes, she's all She's an emotional rock. Now. Back to her happy place. Yes. And, of course, special guest William Cooper sitting in from Cigar Coop. Thanks, Coop. I think the best line of the whole thing was, it's like my child, he embarrassed me. You that did. Was she was yeah. really crying, folks. Oh, yeah, no. She was really crying. Oh, no, no, it's legitimate. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about... I fo- legit cry. I mean, tears. And then, well, you probably don't tears. know, Colin played my wedding song, which makes me break out in more cries. So instantly, instantly. He added that to the mix, and that helps. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, an emotional rock. <laughs> emotional rock. And uh, joining us now... One of the busiest, hardest-working men in the industry who's not had a day off probably in far too long. Or Rocky least Patel? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mr. Glenn Loop, Executive Director of the CRA. Glenn, thanks for coming in, buddy. How are you? Adam, always a pleasure. No, it's, it's kind of bored out of my skull. Nothing much is going on. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, got a lot of free time. Right now, right now you're drinking out of half a coconut somewhere. Yeah, you got Bermuda, a palm tree right? in yeah. your cup. So, how many bottles of bourbon have you gone through in the last couple of weeks? I mean, is it a case? Yeah, there's a there's a reason that people in this industry drink a lot. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. Oh yes. So listen, we I don't know if you've caught any of the show, but I mean, we can go into some of the stuff we discussed. But one of my main things I really want to talk to you about is something that's really kind of been going through my cell phone and everybody talking is these guys have hit the ground running. It seems. Uh, starting on August 9th, and not just on the import level, because we know people have already gotten stopped because they weren't following the proper procedure for the new imports and stuff, but people have walked into cigar shops now, checking stuff, doing stuff. In fact, somebody walked into our retail shop, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we out of all the things we had to do, we had to put actually signs on our front door that says, smoking is permitted. What? Yeah. He, he, the, the guy By who, whose request? Uh, I'll, 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 alcoholic I'll, beverage and tobacco. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, the guy who walked in, because I, I took a picture of his business card. and um, But uh, I was talking with Ernesto Padilla, and he said some guys uh, from the... Uh, ABT? Or something was already up at other guys' cigar shops, too. So, I mean, they've already hit the ground. And that's the first time in, uh, I think, maybe... Once out of five years, I think I saw somebody from the ABT. Well, yeah, our uh, the guy who came into our store was from the Division of Alcohol, Beverages, and Tobacco, who I can't tell you when or how they would ever stop by, but came in, checked everything, did all the stuff, saw, made sure we had the ID scans. He liked our little computerized, you know, mm-hmm. weak hard data. Weak hard, yeah. yeah. But said that we had to have signs on the front door that said smoking permitted, and he actually handed us a copy of the sign. He goes, you can make copies of this and put it up. Um. Do we have to use that I copy? think that's governed by that's governed by state law, and I would have a real problem with anybody purporting to act on behalf of the federal government to make you put such a sign up. So that deserves some further investigation. And, and the other story was Nick's Cigar World in Myrtle Beach supposedly already had an FD inspector come to the store and inspect the store and give him paperwork that they had inspected the store. Found no violations, but have already started stepping foot in the stores, and that's the word I'm getting on the street. Is that surprise you, Glenn? Well, 
Yes and no. Yes, it's surprising because they technically don't even have the resources to begin regulating the premium cigar industry. They haven't collected one nickel yet to call for to allow for such enforcement financially. Uh, the uh, the flip side of the coin is they like to make a you know a lasting first impression, and this is their their subtle attempt to do that. Whether it's a, a actions at the port or things like you and Nick um, ha- have experienced. You know, the FDA contracts with a different agency. Like you mentioned ABCT in Florida. They contract with health boards and, and other agencies across the country to carry out their inspections. And the important part of this equation is that since the FDA's had regulatory power over cigarettes and smokeless, they've done over 400,000, literally, that's their number. It's on their site. 400,000 compliance inspections, and there's been a 95% compliance rate. And that's before they even bring in the element of of cigars and pipe tobacco, which means this whole notion of youth access to tobacco is a fiction. It is. Absolutely. It absolutely is. So, I mean, what's what's mind-boggling? Oh, you're telling me I have a minute. I didn't know. Sorry. Sorry, Glenn. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's all right. We got a minute, but... I mean, what's been going on 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 the level there? Do we do, like everybody's talking about the sampling thing? So sampling's now done. Nobody's giving out samples. We got reps coming in the store, and that's just a no no completely. Right. I mean, the first two things out of the shoe were corporate registration and the ban on samples, and we're going to have to just live with that notion or come up with creative ways uh, to interpret that between now and December 31st. And, you know, for just the short period of time we've got together, um, I don't think oh. we haven't done a show together since the lawsuit's been filed. True, but, but hold on, Glenn. Um, i got to hit a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to finish that thought. When we come back, more with Glenn Loop, Executive Director of the CRA. Keep it lit. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Do you love delicious beer? Do you love delicious cigars? Well, we have the perfect cigar for you. The Quesada Keg, a savory Nicaraguan cigar draped in a beautiful Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper and packed in wooden barrels. The Quesada Keg was blended to pair with the traditional Irish stouts we all love to enjoy on St. Patrick's Day. Available in three tasty sizes. The Quesada Keg is available for a limited time only. So grab one today before they sell out. The Quesada Keg, the perfect cigar to pair with beer. Hey, cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution, CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. 
And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. Getting healthy and in shape was easy. Everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Amadeus Redo? Wow. All right. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the always excitable Honest Abe. I'm actually going to give him a shout-out on that. That was a, a very brilliant saying. I've been texting back and forth with uh, Jared Ingresanio. Is that what it is? From Drew Estate? Yes, from Drew Estate, who's listening to our show. And I asked him what he thought of the show, and this was his response. I told him I'm going to steal this. Yeah. And, and he said, go ahead. But he said, very good quality. It's a two-hour slice of practicality and accuracy in an industry that circulates and delivers information primarily based on opinion. <laughs> what a great, I mean, what a great little thing, man. I'm going to steal that. Absolutely. Thank and you, Jared. Joining us from, because he's happened to be in town, Cigar Coop. Thanks for being here again, Coop. Hey, thanks, Adam. And on the phone from the hideaway far away near the Washington, D.C., executive director of the CRA, Glenn Loop. Glenn, thanks for being here, buddy. Adam, in time. Hey, uh-huh. hey, Glenn, Will Cooper here. I got a question that I've been asked by a lot of folks, and it's one on my mind. Right before the August Day's Day, was there a plan to try to put an injunction on the FDA's ruling? And did that happen, or was there talk about it? And if, if or, why, so, or why was it there? Or why the wasn't it yet? The injunction's in the lawsuit, Will. But wasn't there The some, request for the injunction is in the lawsuit. 
was there an attempt to get it done before August 8th is my question. Because wouldn't that have been, hey, let's try to put a, the brakes on it before all this started? Maybe I don't well, understand be, the process. So. I'll be painfully candid with you. There's not one administrative law attorney that we've spoken to thinks the judge would grant the injunction. Wow. Really? And if you look at the history of regulatory law and the history of regulatory actions in this administration specifically, you would be hard-pressed to find such an injunction on any regulatory sector. So that's why they weren't in a rush to do it, but they included it anyway in a right, lawsuit. Right, right. say, hey, we're already filing, let's throw it in. And plus, the most, benign, the most benign parts of the regulation are now. The, the harshest right. parts of the right. rule, obviously, right. are in 17. Right. So if the e-cigarette lawsuit is any indicator, there should be a request for the FDA to respond to our suit by the end of September or so, and there should be a request for a preliminary hearing or the original hearing sometime just prior, I would think, prior to Thanksgiving, if the e-cigarette timing of their lawsuit is any indicator for us. So, 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 so basically what you're telling me, and that was another one of the questions I want to get to, we should expect some kind of a response on the CRACAA IPCPR lawsuit in September and a hearing date scheduled yeah. around Thanksgiving. I would think that if that at that timing should hold pretty firm somehow in that ballpark. So we're going to know something you know, at least in terms of the FDA response. You know, with, by the end of next month, I would think. Is, is this at least a little breather time for you until that point? I mean, I'm sure you're still well, fielding no, because, questions and everybody's calling you wondering what's going on. But are there still no? Stuff? It goes back to the email that we put out this week and we put out three or four times before the trade show. Call to action. Now we have got this one-shot deal. We have got one more shot with Congress. And we have to be obsessed with what's going on in the districts right now for the month of August while these members are back home. And we put out a uh, nine-point strategy on how to engage with your member of Congress during this recess. And then they come back in September. In September, we're planning on inundating the Capitol with manufacturers. Every single week, every single day of the month of September that they're in session, we intend to have cigar manufacturers in Washington browbeating Congress. Key focuses on, on leadership and, and the like. Uh, we've already gotten commitments from you know, Glenn Case, uh, Tom Lazuka, Rocky. Um, I'm going through the mental list of who's committed to come in. Uh, most of our, our Davidoff, uh, Jim Young, um, are all committed to coming in, and we're going to keep that type of pressure on to, one, get this language for exemption and change of the predicate date through the House of Representatives in September. That's goal number one. Then the uphill climb begins with the Senate. The Senate's not going to do anything until after the election, So we have, but everything that happens in December is going to be dictated by what happens in August and September. Yeah. And that's why we also issued our open letter to the candidates for president that we hope everybody's using at these campaign offices, and we're having it hand-delivered to every campaign office in Florida, Texas, and Pennsylvania next week. You know, I really, really don't envy your job or any job in which you put so much effort and hard work. And I don't know if you feel this, because I get frustrated sometimes, that I just feel that people on the consumer level of our industry are just so complacent. Oh, it's ridiculous. I I, I just don't get it. You know, in, in efforts to help raise money for the CRA and fight this, we made all these great shirts. You know, we put them for $12.50, donating all the money to the CRA. We even said, look, Tag a picture, hashtag FDA Fridays. Every month we're going to give away 50 bucks, you know, to somebody who just puts this shirt on. They were trying to get this stimulated, and people come in, they'll see the shirts, and they won't spend the $12. You 
You know, they won't. Well, you're you know, you're the exception to the rule, yeah, Abe. No, but no, if we I had retailers across the country, I just don't get that mentality. Glenn. I was hoping when we came down to that CRA meeting, I was going to bring a five thousand dollar check from as many shirts we sold. I mean, we printed a crap load because I thought we'd sell them overnight, and I ended up bringing like a five hundred dollar check because we barely, you know, we sold a hundred shirts or so, whatever it was. And it's just crazy. They'll, the consumers will walk in the store. See these well, put the money aside, everything we proposed in this grassroots strategy is absolutely free. And it's still difficult to get yeah. retailers and, and consumers engaged in the process. They don't feel the threat. They don't feel the pain yet. But I think some of the case studies that have come out in the last seven days, and hopefully this rhetoric that we're all um, blaring from you know one end of the country to the other is going to eventually sink in. And when new blends are hindered or imports are hindered or the creation of new cigars is hindered or the production of old cigars is hindered, then maybe the great wake-up call will be heard. But by then, it'll be too late. And that's the reason consumers and retailers need to act right now, and I mean today, on these actions that we've proposed to let their voices be heard. You know, Senator Nelson, and, and thank goodness Senator Rubio is running, running again, um, is getting those types to say, listen, this is non-negotiable for Florida. You know, we met with Governor, this is important for your listeners, we met with Governor Scott's office in Washington. I don't know if you know it, every governor's got a liaison office in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So we met with Governor Scott's office last week with Gabby Caffey, who's been on your show, Yep. Mm-hmm. told the great story of his entrepreneurship and what this regulation means to small uh, craft uh, small batch types of producers like Gabby, and it was the story was incredibly uh, well received. But then we dropped the bombshell on them that listen, it's going to be seventy million dollars in, in user fees that are going to go to the federal government instead of the South Florida economy <laughs> if this is allowed to go forward. And by God, that got the governor's office attention. I guarantee you. I mean, the user fees are straight out of the Florida economy. Nowhere else, Florida. Wow. And if that doesn't make it, a, and if that doesn't make it an, an issue for these candidates for president, saying, "Listen, what I'd like to say right now, <laughs> listen, <laughs> if you want, if you want our vote, if you want the twenty-nine electoral votes in the state of Florida, you bloody well start listening to the cigar industry because that's seventy million dollars. It's not going to flow from Jacksonville to West Palm to Miami." To, up to Tampa in very short order if the federal government has its way. That's a national message to these candidates. And Rubio and Nelson ought to be saying, listen, this is what's important to us, and we're not going to do a budget deal in December in Washington, D.C., unless Florida is taken care of. And that's the stance we ought to take. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just mind-blowing. I mean, how did he not know that he was going to lose that potential income as governor? <laughs> well, listen, you know, last fall we wrote every governor in the country telling them that you, if this regulation goes forward, they're not going to be able to pro- uh, project the collection of OTP taxes in any state, much less the user fees in Florida and a place like Pennsylvania. I don't care whether you're in Oregon, Iowa, or, or Massachusetts. Wait, why do you say this, that? Why do you say that? How does it affect OTP tax? Because if production and consumption go down, you're not selling it as much at the state it. level, which means you're not collecting as much OTP. Okay. And the same holds true for S-chip. They've never calculated the fiscal impact on S-chip tax collections based upon regulation. If you drive down production and consumption, you're going to affect that tax collection. Wow. 
No, I mean, so obviously one side of Washington's not talking to the other side of Washington, which of course is so unusual in that town. They have no idea of the correlative <laughs> impacts on each other. It's so so insane. So it's all about protecting the children. That's chip. You know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, there's there's. They're, they're, they're such a threat from cigars. I'm still waiting to see how that actually got put into place. <laughs> Seven to eight years later. Uh, so, Glenn, everybody's been talking now that the predicate date has passed. Obviously, we mentioned it earlier before the break about sampling is over. Uh, obviously, there's been some big talk this week about how importers have been affected, and now we have to have a member of the FDA at the port whenever a tr- shipment comes in, as well as a... Um, Totally blanking on uh, federal government. T- guys, we have to get the... Uh, Excise? No. Customs. Uh, customs, thank you. Thank you. But that's normal for any regulated right. product, though. Yes. It's not unique to cigars, and I think uh, that was where people were confused. But I think the problem is, like, yeah. if someone from the FDA isn't there, they can't take the they can't take the shipment. And they might have to supply, and if they don't send the paperwork in correctly, it might be a big issue. Adam, not to digress, has anyone come forward saying they've had a problem? I, I just think this has been blown out of proportion to some extent this week. Well, I think the problems were the fact that they just didn't understand the new processes, right. mm-hmm. and that's what it wasn't like they stopped it. They said, "Look, we yeah. can't. You can't accept this. You didn't fill out the right paperwork." Right. And I think that was the big problem. Yeah. No, no, Glenn. Well, I got some notes. I got some messages from some people that were delayed on Monday. Um, we we promised to to look into it. Uh, I think it's still a subject and an issue that. The Joint Compliance Committee between IPCPR, CAA, and CRA needs to evaluate. I think it does go back to the seven-senator letter to the FDA uh, as a whole, trying to make the case that they do not have the capacity to regulate, and they sure. certainly didn't have the capacity to start out of the shoot on, on August the 8th with that type of action. So I think Will's right. It may have been blown out of proportion to some degree. Uh, obviously, everybody is skittish, and everybody's got um, – any, I read one this morning about cigars being cut open, and was that associated with the FDA? Well, no, no it's, it's customs associated with you know customs and drug action, but everything's under the microscope right now. Yep, and yeah. that's the reason the industry has to be ever more diligent to find out what is uh, the fault of the FDA and these actions, and and let's thoroughly document them and make them a part of our overall case. And I don't mean just legal case, but the bureaucratic case against the regulations. Right. Well, Glenn, thanks for being here. Thanks for giving us the scoop and getting us all involved and once again attempting to call everyone that is out there and listening and will listen to this podcast later. You know what? If you're not going to get up and do something, then really you're just letting the industry go away. And not just that. that, You know, I keep stressing, don't just act yourself. Get the people around you to act. You know, every cigar guy knows at least 20 cigar smokers, man. You know, it's important to be that guy, mm-hmm. to be that guy constantly pestering right. your friends. Have you done anything? Have you gone to scary? Yeah. This is going to happen. And I, I, and I think that's the problem when you hit it right in the head is these people don't think it's going to happen. And when it, when it, because this is what happened in the state of Florida with an indoor smoking ban. No one thought it was going to get passed. Next thing you know, what happened? Everybody said, what happened? Yeah. What happened? I didn't even know there was a vote on this. Yep. That's right. I want to know more about that sticker when we talk again. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the, it was just a sign, I'll send you a picture of it afterwards and you let me know what you think, I'll text it to you when I get back to the shop. Thank you. All right, Glenn, thanks, right. thanks, thanks as always, thanks, and keep up the great work, Glenn, we do, we appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, Glenn. Bye-bye. 
All right. Glenn Loop, Executive Director of the CRA, tirelessly working to help try and protect our rights that are quickly going out the window and being destroyed. When we come back, we're going to see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Keep it lit. Caldwell Cigar Company is a proud sponsor of Kiss My Ash Radio. Make sure you try all of Caldwell's lines, including Long Live the King, Blind Man's Bluff, and Eastern Standard, which were all awarded 91 ratings by Cigar Affectionado and Cigar Snob. Do not forget the 93-rated King is Dead, which earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year last year by Cigar Affectionado. You can find more information by following Caldwell Cigar Company on Facebook. If you're not running with us, run from us. We own the night. Caldwell Cigar Company. The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars, and in 2014, the Siri V. Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V. Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number no. 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential, the Aging Room Bin Number no. 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience with balance, complexity, and character, Aging Room Cigars, blending is in our DNA. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. If getting healthy and in shape was easy, everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. 
The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. It's just another case of that OPTA. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, the happy-go-lucky rapper extraordinaire himself, Honest Dave. There you go. And joining us all the way from the heart of North Carolina, Will Coop himself. What's happening? Where'd Lady M go, Walker Dog? What's going on? Apparently. Did she really go Walker Dog? Did you go Walker Dog? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you do a live radio show. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I know you're busy. You know. No, Megan's telling me, come on, like, get in there. But I'm listening to the radio... Like out here, whatever's yeah, playing on a ten-second delay. Got it. So this, is all, like, this is all real. I'm like, we're not on yet. I mean, this is all real now. Is I that go. you, Colin? That's funny. <laughs> Did you think that I knew it wasn't Kingston? Kingston. Because you know your like baby's that. voice by ours. <laughs> <laughs> I know his bark with my eyes closed. <laughs> So, Coop, you she did. actually says that to herself too. I bet you, I can tell his bark with my eyes closed. Uh, yeah. That's nope. actually pretty funny. That is yeah. kind of funny. That's I get it because you don't need to have your eyes open to see him hear him bark. Thank you. <laughs> so, Coop, you're heading to an undisclosed island next week. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, on that island? Yes. Um, look, I'm not going there to wax poetic about. Mm-hmm. Cu- I'm going to Cuba. You're not going to do the 30 day dissertation like David Garofalo of mm-hmm. many informants and no, fun facts. No, there was actually a guy who made a, like a four day video. Did you see it? Yeah, it was actually pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was a four day video yeah. of all the wrong facts of yeah. his uh, dissertation of the trip. Yeah, I mean, I'm going there basically to see what it's like now, and assuming that the Cuban cigar industry becomes a part of what I cover, which I really don't cover much of it now because it's not marketed here. I want to kind of get a baseline for that. So that's really my purpose to go there. But I'm not going there to wax poetic about the culture. I'm sure there's things I'm going to really like and see there, but it's not that to wax poetic about what's going on there. You don't want to meet a nice new girlfriend, settle down, and just stay there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Embark on, just get a yeah. couple of nice good rum days, like a Hunter S. Thompson level on the beach or whatever? No, I, no, but I do know we have convertibles actually picking us up. from. Really? Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, this group actually arranged for that, so hopefully the weather will hold up is what they said. But oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, going in those old convertibles is really going to be cool. Are you, so are you going to just write up about the cigars when you come back, or what are you planning on doing? Um, no, it's going to be more about – I'm, I'm going to – See, I'm not going there as media, so I want to be a little careful not to pick uh, that. But it, it's, it, I'm going to look at it as education and more like feature-type stories of maybe things that I didn't know about Cuba before to do that. Cool. Um, you know, but on the future thing, if I go cover the, the Partagas Festival or Habanos Festival or right. something like that, then those will be where I really get into the cigar Have you been to any of the Havana festivals yet? Um, I haven't been, no. 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 This is my first time going there. Wow, very good. Yeah, I've never been to the Caribbean either. So really? I haven't been to the DR. Where you been? I've been to Central America more. Really? Yeah, but not the Caribbean. Yeah, so I've never been to any Caribbean island. Oh, wow. That's my first. Should be fascinating. Well, I look forward to hearing about, about it when you come back. And now it's time to see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Brought to you in part by CLE and Asylum Cigars as the audio air. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic 
and reason cease to exist. Go, ghost in the computer, buddy. Ghost in the computer. Don't worry about it. <laughs> See it this week. Who belongs in a cigar insane asylum? Brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Lady M. Wait to hear this one this week. Oh man. This week's Cigar Insane Asylum inductee returns to the rightful place of Florida after a few weeks. Florida's home of the coops, man. I'm telling you, man. It's got to be the heat. Meet 20-year-old Karnika Sanders from St. Petersburg. Yes. She's a youngin'. Yes, from St. Petersburg, Florida. She also gets filed under the heading of She Hid What Where? She Hid What Where? I just want to clarify this. The name is Karnika. Karnika? Karnika. Carnica. Miss. No. Oh, nope. No. Just one word. Carnica. She was pulled over by St. Petersburg, Petersburg Police and was arrested on an outstanding warrant. The warrant was issued relating to her failure to return a rental car, <laughs> which is part one of I the mean, story. Seriously. What? How do you not do that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to take this back. <laughs> After she's wait, wait, after I, she, I, I don't know how long she had. We don't we don't have those details. But she was getting patted down by the um, by an officer when she decided to tell that officer that she had marijuana and a cigar hidden in her hoo ha. Hoo ha in her hoo ha. Talk about a human her humidor. Hoo ha. I mean, seriously. First off, if you're gonna do that, why would you tell the officer? Right. Like you might as well just left it there. out. Yeah. You might as right? well left it out and say, "Here you go, sir." But you actually gonna take the time to hide it in you know the mommy button. And then and then tell the officer. Listen, the hot boxing honey handed over the weed and cigar to the arresting officer. I wonder if he had gloves on. I hope so. Yeah, like did she like? Oh, hold on, let me go and get that out. Yeah, who knows? But Miss Sanders had previously been arrested twice for marijuana possession within the past year. No word on how much weed she had and the type of cigar hidden in her lady parts. Good money. It was probably a Dutch Master, Philly, or White Owl, which all need to be treated properly. She was additionally booked on possession of marijuana, and the booking did not say whether the stogie was stuffed with pot in her flower. But please insert your President Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky jokes here. Oh, someone needs a diaper change. (laughs) Congratulations, Karnika Sanders from St. Petersburg, Florida. You are this week's inductee into this instance. Cigar Insane Asylum. Almost there. I tell you what, man. Only in Florida. Crazy. Wow. Things, yeah. Sometimes you, well, you know what? I'm not even going to go there with the hoo-ha. Emily, if you were faced with, like, getting arrested and hiding something in your hoo-ha. I'd hide it. Would you really? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Good to know. I I may just have to fake putting her in that situation to see what happens. But I don't. I would never put myself in a position of getting arrested for having anything on me. We know anybody who's an officer who could like pull us over the next time we're like going to Miami or something. I'm sure we got a couple of weeks. I got a a kilo. What are we gonna do, Emily? (laughs) (laughs) What are we gonna do? It's in the glove compartment. What are we gonna do? I'm pretty sure we have a couple of uh, clientele people that are uh, also loyal officers. Actually, a couple of bike guys out of Broward, I know, too. <laughs> Let's not get anybody we know in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so so what, are you, what are your plans this weekend? Emily's going to uh, yeah. Big Dog Park. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the Jurassic Park exhibit with my kids. What's the, favorite, what's the thing you're looking forward to most about that? <laughs> Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> going home. Funnel cake. They might have funnel cake. If they have funnel cake, will you have one for me? I'll have two for you. Okay. Since I brought you Chick-fil-A, you didn't eat it? You didn't bring me nothing. I know. I lied. Lady M's the only person. Stop. But I did offer. She texts you in the morning. Says, go buy for Chick-fil-A. Do you want anything? My reply is, why not? Right. And she didn't bring me nothing. Because what? because then he goes, no, I'm good. I got no, tea. No, th- then after. Because I thought that that was listen, an answer. No, no. She, she posed two different texts. The first text says, I'm at Chick-fil-A. Does anybody want anything? And then says, 
do you need coffee? So my first reply was, sure, why not? And then it came in, would you like coffee? I said, no, thank you. I have tea. No, there was no sure. Because the sure, I would have assumed, yes, he wanted something. The why not, I was like, what is he talking you know about? The, the funny thing is, this is these shenanigans are all real, guys. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, no, no, it's all it's legit. Not radio. It's all real. <laughs> not made up whatsoever. This is what we do here on Kiss My Ash Radio. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Special thanks to the guys from Serena Cigars, Will Cooper, Glenn Loop. And everybody else. Until next week when we have Jessica and Jeff Padron. New generation of Padron. New generation cigar royalty. Till then, keep it lit. Palm Beach's hottest party and best value at Spearmint Rhino on Okeechobee and Military Trail. It's the Vegas party scene and entertainment at local prices. When's the last time you've been to the Rhino? Friendliest staff and service with awesome specials. Like $2 Ucala, including Grey Goose, Crown Royal, and even import beer. The Spearmint Rhino, where the real party happens. Don't forget about $10 Tuesdays and Friday Power Hour. Free well drinks from 5 to 6 p.m. Palm Beach's best value at the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club. Club. Introducing the Coots Connecticut, a true old-school premier cigar expertly crafted in Honduras by only the most experienced cigar masters. Its unique super-aged Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper intermingled with seasoned tobaccos from the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaragua, creating a balanced, mild-to-medium-bodied smoke that provides a crisp flavor, clean taste, and super-smooth finish. Coots Connecticut is available at fine tobacconist retailers nationwide. Visit www.coots.com.